Welcome to the Black Girl Burnout Podcast. Kelly here. And today I want to talk about how to opt into career success. Most of the times with this podcast, I talk about high-level concepts on how to opt out of struggle and to make your life better. And I thought today I would talk a little more practically about how to be successful in your professional life. What are the kinds of things that I think you need to be successful? What are the things that I put into practice that has helped me be successful, even in situations where I might be in a not so great work environment or a completely toxic environment? I'm going to do a special episode specifically on the five kind of lessons I learned as an entrepreneur. So for all of you who own your own businesses, that's going to be happening on YouTube. I'm going to do a special video on that. But I thought I would talk today just generally about the three things that have helped me in my career when I worked for others and even now when I work for myself. And I want you all to let me know if this is something that's helpful for you and you want more practical tips on career as well as balancing your personal life, or if this is just a nice episode uh, that I'm doing that will help you for now, but you really like the flow of what we've done before. I'm always looking to make sure I give you all a balance of what you need and what I kind of feel is on my heart or what comes to mind to me to express. So let me know. Let us know on the socials what you want, what you are appreciating, and I will continue to listen and give you what you need and what you're requesting. To that point, I want to thank you all for the reviews on this podcast. We've just come back from a break and I was reading all of them and they warm my heart so much. The things that you all have written and particularly those of you who felt compelled to write about the episodes entitled Opt Into Me, where I talked about my own personal journey and about myself, there was such wonderful feedback. And it just reinforces the message that I always strive to give to all of you, which is that if you are able to be vulnerable in a safe space, you will always be rewarded for that. I was very transparent about the fact that I'm not the most comfortable talking about myself. If you follow me on socials, you know I'm not the person who has a ton of pictures that are candid or lives. I tend to be a lot more quieter and in the background in that way. But I really felt compelled to share some things about myself to further give, you know, context to why I do what I do and why I'm the way that I am. And so many of you had such kind words for me. And thank you. I will keep dropping in at times a little bit about myself. I mean, I always do in this podcast. I very much feel like I'm on the journey to opting out with you. I'm not the person who arrived at the destination to guide you. Just more like we're figuring it out together. But I'll try to do that a little bit more. And I just want to let you all know who took the time to write reviews and to communicate and send messages that they truly do make my day and they make doing this podcast worth it. Anyone who's a podcaster knows it's not the easiest thing to do, but with the amazing listeners that you all are. It is. It feels like a breeze most times. So enough about that. And let's get into today's episode and talk to you about the three tips that I use to opt into career success. So for me, I would say I've been professionally very successful. I think I keep saying this all the time. I think as Black women, that's an area that I believe we thrive in, that most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time, we 
know how to kind of do the career hustle. We know how to be entrepreneurial. We know how to be professional. We know how to excel at whatever we're doing. It sometimes comes natural to a lot of us, and at least a lot of the people who are drawn to this podcast. It's usually more in our personal life that we might struggle to set boundaries or have appropriate goals or have even optimism to succeed. But even despite that, there's still some things that I had to learn a lot of times the hard way in my professional life that if I can shortcut it for one person, I will feel like I'm being successful and I will feel really good about that because a lot of the lessons that I learned professionally and some of the lessons I'm still learning after many years working have really made a difference in how I show up in the world, in my business now that I work for myself, and even how I showed up in the world during my last job where I worked for others. I really relied on these three kind of qualities or skill sets to help me succeed. And the first one was that I was really good at collaborating. So when I give career advice to people, and I I do it often just in like informal conversations, I always tell people that the key to my success has always been that I was really good at collaboration. I was a really good people person. You know, I talked about how offline or not professionally in my personal life, I'm actually an introvert. I'm an extroverted introvert. Like I'm really outgoing and I will always have a great conversation with somebody, but I like to recharge by myself. And yet the biggest skill set I tell people to develop, even introverts, is how to relate to people really well and how to collaborate with them. Today's workplaces are filled with so much competition. Even if it's not necessarily obvious, it's always in the room. You, particularly as a Black woman and the fact that we are so often ignored and marginalized, it feels like we're always fighting to be recognized, fighting to be properly compensated, fighting to be professionally developed in the way that we deserve. And because of that, it can create an environment of competition where when we have to fight to be seen, we're not always as willing to help somebody else get seen or to even elevate people that we feel like have no business needing our help or why would we collaborate with them? They seem to be doing fine. And yet I will tell you that collaboration saved me every single time. Did you know Black Girl Burnout has a YouTube channel now? We created this channel to give you even more bonus content, things you will not find on the podcast like Hey Girl Chats. This is where we build community through conversation with ordinary women like you and myself. It's informal. It's fun. We guarantee you're going to love it. Also on the channel will be affirmations dropped monthly, as well as guided meditations and all our guest interviews. So head over to YouTube and opt in by subscribing to our channel and catch all the new content. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had one extra hour in your day, how would you use it? I know for me, I'd love to read more, spend more time with the people I love, be more efficient in what I do. But the question might be, yes, I'd love extra time, but I don't know what for or how to make that a priority. If you're looking for ways to figure out how to squeeze that extra hour in your day, or how to make it a priority, how to figure out what matters most to you, therapy can help you find that. 
If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that having a therapist has been essential to me opting out of struggle. And I would be a hypocrite as a therapist myself if I didn't talk about the benefits of therapy and how much it's helped me personally, but how much I know firsthand it helps others. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched to a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash burnout to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash burnout. Our lives are filled with compromise, but one area a Black woman should never compromise on is her health. If you're looking for a tool that can help you find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your health, check out ZocDoc. You can search by location, availability, and insurance. So literally, there'll be no compromises because with ZocDoc, you've got more options than you know. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. All of these doctors have verified reviews from actual real patients. You can filter specifically for the ones who take your insurance, are located near you, and treat basically any condition you're searching for. I've used ZocDoc myself to find members of my medical team, and it has been so easy to use and connect with the right providers for me. Go to ZocDoc.com BGB and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash B-G-B. ZocDoc.com slash B-G-B. And it was just about being smart about how I collaborated. So it wasn't just recklessly connecting myself to any old person or even being like conniving in the way I partnered with people. But it was was about being strategic about how I connected and partnered with people and thinking about who can help this project the best, who do I have the easiest time connecting with, and what can we build together? I'm the type of person that's always thinking about what can I build with someone? What can I build with someone? And doing that helped me tremendously in the workplace. So if you are somebody who works with other people and you don't work by yourself, which is probably 95% of us, one of the things that really helps is having a network of people in your job that you trust, that you work with really well, that you can go to when there's a project or an idea that you want to flesh out or you want to connect with someone. Even if collaboration is just being able to have someone that you laugh with or somebody that has your back when things are bad, it still goes a long way. I think about my greatest successes, how I was able to do things that just shouldn't have been able to be done. What made that happen was the people I chose to partner with and how I partnered with them. And I came to the table optimistic. I came to the table excited to work with them, even if previously other projects had not gone so well. As long as the people I was partnering with were good natured and honest, there was probably not much we couldn't do. And particularly partnering with other Black women and looking for ways to lift us all up 
always was rewarded to me in a professional context. Even if we weren't friends, even if nothing happened after the project, that moment and that ability to connect with people helped my career. And it gave me huge results. So often people get caught up in saying, well, that's not my lane or stay in your lane or that's my job. That's what I do. And feeling threatened about that, that they lose the opportunity to create more and to be more and to move further. I really do believe that to get ahead, you have to have people beside you, behind you and in front of you to be able to get to that next professional level. So think about ways that you can collaborate or where you are already collaborating that you could do more of and you will see your career flourish. Cut, cut. The second tool or skill that I used to be professionally successful was all around mentorship and allyship. It is so critically important that you have a mentor and actually that you have mentors, multiple I secured my promotions. I secured my strategies all because I had people that I respected that knew more than me that I could listen and learn from and people who were equally invested in my success and wanted to see me grow and move forward. Mentorship is critical to professional development. And I don't care what job you do. You need a mentor and you need more than one. So you might have a mentor that you seek out because they have been where you are. Whether it's like demographically, meaning that you seek out somebody who is a Black woman, for example. I know for me, having Black women mentors has been critical to my professional development. They have helped me navigate situations, deal with microaggressions, deal with discrimination and all the annoyances and all the disheartening things that happen to us as Black women in the professional workplace. It was such a relief to be able to have a conversation with somebody and to know without having to explain it, that they got it, that they got me, that they knew what I was trying to say, that I didn't have to try to make excuses or try to find a new way to explain that. I know that this thing was rooted in sexism and racism. They just got it because they had been there and having them help me figure it out. Even if I didn't always agree with the solution, but just having someone to talk about it with who understood me was so important. So mentors and having different types of mentors. So yes, you might want to have a mentor who's a Black woman, but also don't be scared to diversify who your mentors are. Don't be afraid to seek the appropriate and right type of white male ally. Those can be incredibly powerful allies to have. And oftentimes, in my experience, having a white man as an ally and a mentor has been a critical part of my success because they have been the people who've had enough power to give me promotions, to move obstacles out of my way, to make other white men back down when they were engaging in sexism or racism. So don't be afraid to diversify who your mentors are and do not let your own biases coming out of cultural and sometimes real experience trauma that you've had stop you from having good and diverse amount of people that you can learn from. Everybody has the potential to teach you something. Even if the lesson is don't do it that way, look for ways to have a lesson. Cut, cut. Look for ways to take the lesson. The last area and skill that I use to be successful professionally is around having a level of confidence in the workplace 
And this isn't the fake it till you make it confidence. I talked a lot about imposter syndrome in a previous podcast. And I know that a lot of us may struggle, or if you're like me, you struggle with imposter syndrome because of all the adversity you've faced in your career. The better you are at a thing, the more likely you are to have somebody try to make you feel bad about it, particularly as a Black woman, or make you feel less competent than you are. But at the same time, I don't necessarily believe that you should fake it till you make it. I think confidence and bravery comes from really doing the work to appreciate the skill sets you have and acknowledge the ones that you don't. Part of what made me really good at my job professionally was that I knew what I was good at. And I also knew what I wasn't. And what I wasn't good at, I didn't try to do. I didn't try to shortcut my way to success by doing what everybody else said to do. Oh, this is what everyone's doing now. And this is why they're getting ahead or making a bunch of money. I stuck to what I was good at. And I built my confidence around that because I stayed in my lane of what professionally I could do and what I excelled at. I kept getting good results. And that led me to have more confidence in who I am and led me to be really brave about saying, I have a solution. I have an answer here. I was able to be confident about what I did because I was also really competent at what I did. So there is no shortcut to confidence and bravery without doing the work, without excelling in what you do and without learning more. I've always been curious to learn more about things. I want to know more about what I'm good at. So I don't just say, oh, I'm good at it because I did a course or I was a therapist for a year. I was always the type of person that was like, I want to build on my skills. So I was always learning something new. I was really open to learning something new from other people. All that would help me further my competence being good at what I did so that I could be confident. I could show up without any doubt that I could get the job done. And it really does go a long way. When we study the people who seem to breeze through professionally, all of them have confidence in common. Now, some of them aren't necessarily competent, but they definitely are confident. And as a Black women, we don't have the luxury of being confident and then not good at what we do. People don't have a tolerance for us. That's reserved for people in power, which tend to be white men. But as Black women, we deserve to feel confident about what we do, and we deserve to say our skill sets with bravery and, and speak up on a new idea. But it has to be rooted in us being skilled, and it has to be rooted in us wanting to know more and to professionally develop ourselves. And that takes work, but it's rewarding and it's worth it if you do it with a spirit of balance and alignment that you don't let yourself get sucked into just being addicted to professional development and not be able to take rests and take breaks and enjoy the moment. But at the same time, you make sure that your skill set is always on point to be able to show up in a room full of confidence. The truth is, professionally, people will seek to undermine you. I could talk for the next four hours about all the ways people undermined me, tried to sabotage me in my career, really made life difficult. I made life at times, particularly early in my career, tear-inducing, like just tears of frustration, tears of anger, tears of feeling betrayed by people. The workplace can be a really rough environment, particularly for Black women and particularly if you're good. But knowing you're good helps 
buffer you from that criticism. Having good mentors and partnerships helps protect you and ultimately ensures you having a measure of success and a great measure of success in the workplace. So that's it for today's episode. Here are a few ways where you can support this podcast. First things first, if you haven't, subscribe and follow the podcast. We're streaming on all major platforms. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, just to name a few. Subscribe and get each new episode as it drops. Secondly, subscribe to the newsletter. We have a monthly newsletter that is chock full of goodness and updates, as well as first access to all the giveaways we do here at Black Girl Burnout. Are you following us on our socials? If not, what are you waiting for? You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Black Girl Burnout and on Twitter at BLK Girl Burnout. Last but not least, make our day and leave a review. Your five stars truly give me and the team so much energy and we appreciate you so much. Until we speak next, take care of yourself and take care of each other. Boundaries,